Oh, what misadventures shall our heroes happen upon today? Will Madame L unravel the mystery of her obscure visitor? <laughs> Mayhaps young Finnegan will do some anime shit. Oh, and Soren. Oh, Soren. His story sends a shiver through my toes. It's Oops, all necromancers. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am your DM, Oz the Great and Powerful, and with me at the table are Bug, Finny, Seder Druid, Little Sleuth Truth Detector, <laughs> C, Madame L, Half-Elf Bard, Spirit Exploiter, and Conflict Avoider, <laughs> and Bree. We're sorry. Soren Dahl is unavailable to take your summons right now. Please leave your message after the beep. <laughs> Real quick, before we get into the recap, would one of you lovely people like to do our plug? I am the plug doer today. Take the burden from my shoulders. And I am here to tell you that we work really, really, really hard on these episodes every month. And we also don't do advertising yet. Maybe in the future, but certainly not right now, as that is very obvious. The only way that we get monetary support is through our Patreon and also by purchasing my dice. So if you would like to help us and support us and keep us feeling um, goofy and full of... Don't say cum. No! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, please consider supporting us at bit.ly slash all necromancers. Uh, there you can find, like, multiple ways to support your favorite podcast. <laughs> yeah. Our patrons, uh, recently we uploaded all of our original soundtrack mm, mm -hmm. that I've written for the podcast. Yeah. Um, but they also have our one of our campfire episodes where we discuss our show a little bit at the beginning and uh, also a goblin episode. So if you are able to do so, please do check it out. Yeah, that'd be cool. Also, uh, this week, uh, dragons. It's dragons. We're here about dragons. Also blueberry pie. But also blueberry pie, I guess. Anyway, let's recap what happened last time in Lady Erzbit's lands. After a brief discussion of the shape of Tethmere, the gang deliberated on where to go next. After nixing the horrid magical wastelands to the east and the hellmouth to the south, the party had a little bit of a tiff about secrets and lying. With some truths revealed and others buried deeper, the gang moved on to divvying up their well-earned loot from the circus, then settled for bed, and that's just about where we are now. So, 
Madame L, as you're sort of drifting off to sleep, you see something sort of glowing on the outside of the cover of the wagon, and it sort of drifts off towards the trees towards the front of the wagon, which is open. And as your eyelids flutter close, you kind of wonder what it is, but you drift off for a minute, and then you hear something crack in the forest, and your eyes snap back open, and whatever it was that is glowing, you can now see is a small floating orb that is at the front of the wagon, and it bobs towards you a little bit, and then zips off towards the woods, and then bobs back towards you. And why don't you go ahead and give me a perception check, please? 10 plus 1, 11. Uh, with that 11, you don't really see anything in the forest or anything. You do hear Grun gently snoring, hmm. as well as the others asleep. And the orb continues doing this sort of bobbing back to you and then rocketing off towards the woods, almost like it's beckoning you. So Madame L would be very hesitant to follow a glowing orb uh, out into the no, woods. it's fine. What, what's why? the worst that can what? happen? Yeah. <laughs> I think Madame L would kind of peek out uh, of the wagon, of the other side of the wagon at everyone to see if they've seen anything, if they're reacting or if they're asleep? Uh, the rest of them are asleep. You do see that Wallace is chasing Thaddeus around with a sharpened stick. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I think Madame L, perhaps somewhere deep in her heart, feels bad for getting everybody involved in the last spirit matter, uh, dragging mm -hmm. everybody into the, the woods, uh, the fen, and Sore and dying multiple times. Uh, <laughs> uh, Whoops, and welcome. the Sturge incident, yeah. But I think she would be very afraid to go out in the woods without any connection. So I think she would, like, she would see Thaddeus and Wallace running around mm -hmm. and kind of whisper to, to Wallace, who she has a little more experience with, mm -hmm. and say, um... Wallace? <laughs> Wallace turns to attention. I'm afraid I need to go out, uh, check something out in the woods. If if you came with me, could you, could you alert Finnegan of danger from a distance, perhaps? Wallace pauses, uh, sort of rubs a paw underneath his chin, shrugs <laughs> a little, and then nods. Okay. <laughs> I don't see why not. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Madame L will kind of reach down and say, Oh, all right, uh, little rat, let's, let's go on an adventure, hmm? He puts his sharpened stick in his mouth sideways and scurries up your body onto the top of your head and then seems to strike a pose. You feel his weight <laughs> shift a little. <laughs> Madame L shivers as he runs up her arm, but... <laughs> she knew what was going to happen, and she she'll kind of look around at the at the party and uh, mm -hmm. kind of tiptoe her way out uh, mm -hmm. to follow the orb. Yeah, the orb. Whenever Wallace was climbing up your arm, sort of zipped around your head in a circle, and once it seemed like your attention was on it, it zipped into the woods. Mm. Uh, so go ahead and give me an athletics check, please, because it's moving very fast. Uh, I don't think Madame Owl is going to like run after it. Okay. 
Yeah, I think I think if uh, if it's shown that it's going to like want her to follow, she'll probably not try to go too terribly fast. And after all, she did roll a natural one. Oh so. my god! Mm. The orb zips off into the distance, and the forest is quiet as you take about five steps into the woods and immediately trip over a root. <laughs> oh, and Wallace is sent flying. He was not prepared for you to be that horrible no. at walking. And then it sort of zips back and you hear a light tinkling noise like it's laughing at you and then it circles around you and keeps doing its thing of zipping away then bobbing back to entice you to follow. She's okay, okay, I'm I'm doing my best, okay? <laughs> and she'll kind of wait for Wallace to take his his seat again on her hat and and proceed. Mm-hmm. Oz, you were saying orb so much, and it is so hard. Yeah, I know. I'm I fucking understand. dying. Orb. orb. I'm orb. fucking orb. <laughs> I'm. It's 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 very difficult. I'll be good and shut up now. Okay. Would you <laughs> prefer that I call it a wisp? Yes, because All every right. single time you say orb, I like have to say it, and I can't. Okay. So as you follow this wisp deeper, uh, as it sort of playfully bounces around, and it occasionally zips back to you and circles around your head and you imagine that it's probably circling around Wallace you just head deeper and deeper and eventually the campfire is barely at the edge of perception and then as you head deeper into these darker woods you see something much larger sort of luminescing in the distance and as you approach you come to a clearing deep deep in these woods in which a tower made of smooth white stone stands. And the orb zips ahead of you, or sorry, the wisp zips ahead of you and sort of bobs gently at the door. Hmm. Can Madame L do a vibe check? <laughs> vibe check on the obelisk? Do you want to insight on this orb? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> when I say vibe check, I mean like kind of just the whole vibes of the area. <laughs> of. <laughs> There's no... Of the uh, let's go for Arcana. Okay, yeah, maybe that's Arcana seems like a vibe check to yeah. me. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that is a 10 plus 3, a 13. A 13 to vibe check? Yes, yeah, 13 uh, on 13 vibe for check. a vibe check. Um, <laughs> there's certainly magical things happening here, and you really think you would have perhaps seen a tower this tall because it is like a hundred feet tall roundabout. Oh. It, breaks above the tree line. Oh, wow. Uh, so certainly something odd going on. Uh, yeah. The fact that it seems to be almost iridescent in the moonlight. Also, you know, magical. Oh, oh and we then the wisp uh, does phase through the door. So We don't know how to feel about that. Okay, well. No. I guess Madame L will approach. And is there, like, is it just a tower in the middle of the woods? Or is there, like a like, anything surrounding it? Uh, there is a small clearing, I would say maybe about five feet on a side of this tower. Okay. Like the trees don't grow too close to it, but mm. it is not like a huge clearing or anything. There doesn't really seem to be anything much else in the area. Okay. Is the tower perfectly smooth? I need to know for my brain. Uh, yes. I would say at a glance it looks like almost polished marble. It is not marble <sighs> because it's solid sort of iridescent white, but... Mm-hmm. What do you think, Wallace? Should we go in? Wallace 
uh, skitters down your arm and sort of turns to look at you, grabs his stick out of his mouth, and then holds it out like a spear, like he's going to guard the entrance for you. Yes, why don't you... Why don't you guard the door, dear? He snaps his spear down and then quickly snaps a salute at you and then goes back <laughs> to holding his spear at the ready. We really needed Wallace for the comic relief of this scene. Mm. <laughs> I'm glad I brought him along. Uh, yeah, she'll she'll kind of hesitantly reach to open the door then. Okay, yeah, you just reach to the uh, simple ring handle and it slides open easily. Hmm. Not a hint of a creak. Uh, inside the doorway, you see a sort of small basal chamber to this tower and then a spiraling staircase that leads all the way up. As you step into the center of this tower, you see that it is hollow, essentially. Hmm. As as towers often tend to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're real hard to feel with shit. I tell you what. <laughs> there's, you've got no corners. How do you hand, hang pictures on the walls? You can't. In, is there anything in this... Uh, Antechamber? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'm using that term right. I'm really not sure, actually. But anyway, there is not a whole lot. Uh, the floor of this tower is the same as the outer walls slash inner walls, as is the staircase. It seems like it is all made of the same smooth material. There is not really much of interest down here. It seems like there's just the staircase. Mm. Uh, You do notice on the stairs, the steps are worn in the center, like this tower has been here for ages uh, and has had quite a few ascensions and descensions. That's also certainly a word, as if the uh, steps are worn smooth with use. Yeah. Madame will frown at the lack of interior decor and uh, <laughs> proceed again hesitantly uh, towards the staircase. Okay, yeah. You take a tentative step onto the first stair and nothing occurs. Seems fine. Is there a handrail or is it just like open to your... No, no, no. It's just open to the air. Oh, oh that's terrifying. Um, can she see see the wisp anywhere? Uh, there is a small amount of that sort of same bluish-white glow of the wisp filtering down from above. Okay. Uh, and because this tower sort of is made of a sort of iridescent material, it causes flickering striations up and down the tower and, like, the steps and stuff. Uh, it seems like the wisp went up, which, to be fair, the wisp can go wherever, but it I mean, there's only one way for you to go, really. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. She'll uh, very nervously go up these these scary stairs. Beautiful, but scary. As you ascend, uh, it takes a minute because, like I said, big old tower. But you hear some more of that sort of almost wind chime-esque tinkling that you associate with the wisp. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what seems like someone speaking back to it, but... You can't hear most of it as you are ascending. Whoever it is is speaking very quietly. Um, But as you near the top, you hear someone say, Over a root, you say. (laughs) Are we certain about this one? And then there's more of that sort of tinkling. And you finally get to the top of this staircase to a open trap door. And you see a tall figure standing 
next to a small balcony with the orb bobbing at their shoulder. And this tall figure seems to be made out of void and flickering stars that are sort of gently swirling Uh uh, that leads down to an almost dress-like shape. And as you clear the top of the stairs, they sort of turn their head that had been previously featureless to you. And for just a moment, you see your mom's face. And then it goes back to a smooth, almost like mask. And in the distance, through the window of the balcony, you see um, one of the great forests of Nathraxil just sort of spread out before you with a massive gothic castle looming in the distance on a cliffside. It almost seems like one of those entities that a mortal would see and then not totally be able to comprehend visually what's going on. Yes. Uh, um. Surely you must have questions. But allow me to ask one first. What is your purpose, and why should Tethmir care about you? What? What? <laughs> exactly. Apologies, perhaps I should tone things down a bit and the <laughs> flickering stars within them wink out and it now seems a figure made purely of shadow. Uh, and they shrink from their about seven and a half foot tall height to just about your height and become a bit less willowy. And they say, is this easier to comprehend? Uh, marginally so, yes. Now, I ask you again. What is your purpose? My, my purpose? Yes, your reason for living, your great deed to perform in this world. Is that a... What gets you out of your bedroll in the morning? That sort of thing. Is that, is this a a trick question, or... No, I'm simply interested to see what you think it is. Well, that makes it sound like more of a trick question. I think my purpose is the same as anyone else's. In truth, I'm just trying to... to get by in the way that suits me. A far more honest answer than I expected. (laughs) Well, that's rather rude, isn't it? Perhaps. You come to me asking my purpose. I don't... I do apologize. You came to me. Let us be clear on that. Well, I was beckoned here by your strange little orb friend. Certainly, but why why pursue? Surely if you're just trying to get through the day-to-day, you would not seek out the unknown, would you? Well, I... Recently, the unknown has been rather fond of me. I must say, I I thought that perhaps it would be better to seek it out this time than to have it thrust upon me. A good answer. You see, Luella, Tethmere needs those to explore the unknown. And we thought perhaps you were one of those. And perhaps we were... Correct, and perhaps in time we will find that different. 
regardless, you have been doing right by the spiral, and you deserve some small reward, wouldn't you think? Uh... Oh, yes, I should clarify. I am perhaps what you would call some sort of herald, servant. Herald is such a grand title. Servant is more correct of the spiral. Ah, can I ask, Oz? Yep. Mm-hmm. The spiral, Madame L has used the spiral really as a, as a prop more than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it like common amongst at least the people in Helvetir that they actually like believe in the spiral? Amongst the people of Helvetir actually believing in what is essentially the concept of reincarnation and whatnot, or like the grand afterlife is, I would say as far as like your common folk, it's given no mind because why worry about the hereafter when the currently sucks pretty bad? Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that your teachings, uh, as far as like proper schooling and stuff, touch on the spiral and the other gods, um, but is not really, there's not out and out worship, at least not among the nobles. Like, they're far more focused on the different, uh, lords of Infernus and whatnot, um, but certainly there are still, like, small temples and stuff. And you might see, like, funereal rites tied to the spiral and stuff just because it's sort of tradition. Uh, and there are certainly clerics and whatnot there are allowed to exist because, well, you're not really sure why, considering how Helvetary usually treat things. But if you've ever asked about it, the answer you always get is it's just best not to meddle with tradition. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh, which, once again, seems like an odd stance for, you know, hell worshippers who want to take over the world or whatever. But as far as L's perception of, like, the cosmos and whatnot, that one's up to you. But Yeah, yeah. Well, well I mean, she's very influenced by Helvetir and, and all of that. Right. Uh, I think she would say, I can't say I've ever heard of the endless spiral taking looking upon someone with favor before. Not many do. Not many think of the spiral as anything other than some far off place, perhaps some nebulous deity but we are all part of the spiral, L. Mm. Do you want your fucking present or not? (laughs) I don't know, she's very skeptical. Mm -hmm. As she should be. be Like, Come on now. And what's what's the catch? There is no catch. I was simply here to lend a guiding hand. And there's a sort of quirk to this smooth mask of their face, almost like they're smiling. In my experience, every guiding hand has a hidden intent. Oh, certainly. And that skepticism will lend you well in the future. But perhaps you can take me at my word on this one. This is a gift for past deeds, not a promise of future. Hmm. You have rectified some of the errors that the denizens of Tethmir have created. And for that, I personally thank you. And the orb slowly floats over to you, and assuming you do not move, drifts to your forehead, slightly above and between your eyes, 
and sinks into your, well, your brain, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> yeah, Madame Al, uh would be startled and kind of fall backwards, I think. Oh, no, 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 no. Those are the stairs. Those are the stairs. Don't fall. Don't fall. Don't fall. <laughs> and one of their arms rapidly extends and grabs your hand and pulls you back up. Some, some gift, huh? <laughs> it is a small token of our appreciation. Now, if you have no other questions for me. If I have no other questions for you, you're some kind of higher being from a different plane. Of course I have questions for you. I and everyone else living in Helvetir are taught that, well, the gods and the, the spiral are, are gone, essentially. They don't interact with the world, and here you are before me. Why? Why, when we are taught to endure so much, so much strange devilry, just because there's no other, no other option, hmm? And then you're here before me. Why? I don't know. Have, why haven't I heard of this occurring before? And also, what... <laughs> <laughs> what did you put into my brain? My apologies. I should have garnered consent before you were made to accept our gift. A simple spell that can guide you as needed to what you desire within limitations, of course. If one has seen this place or mapped it within this plane of existence, this wisp of this hand of the spiral can guide you. And as for why the spiral and the other gods rarely intercede on the behalf of the denizens of Helvetir, and as this figure says Helvetir, they become a darker shade of black that starts spiraling once again, reminiscent of, some would say, a black hole. Unfortunately, there was an incident long ago that is not my place to speak of. Needless to say, the gods looked down upon their creations and feared what they had wrought. But no matter, for once again, we are all part of the spiral. And those who disdain the natural order of things, the endless spiral that we are all a part of, well, eventually, and she points a finger out the window and flicks, and a small violet bean rockets out and explodes into a cataclysm of violet energy, and the forest in the distance is turned into a charnel house. Dead trees topple over, skeletons fall from branches and settle into fallowed dirt, and the castle in the distance crumbles to dust, and then she swipes her hand across it, and it returns to what it was. Mm. That's probably a... Another one of those uh, sights that a mortal can't totally comprehend in the mm -hmm. moment. <laughs> uh, so Madame L would probably just kind of remain silent in that display of uh, power, I suppose. And as you sort of your eyes clear from this almost flashbang effect, you see that the figure is no longer standing there 
and a skeleton is leaning against the edge of this window, hand out thrust towards the forest in the distance, bones yellowed with age. And you feel something in that spot above and between your eyes sort of flicker back out, and it bobs around the skeleton a little bit, and then the wisp starts heading back down the stairs. Mm. I mean, what does the rest of the room look like? Is it changed? As it or? Was, er, no, everything. Okay. It is still this smooth, worn stone. But yeah, the there is a thick layer of dust up here that was not there previously. And as you descend back down the steps or just sort of look back down them, you see the same thing. Okay. Uh, the only footprints are your own. Madam, I would probably spare a, a glance at that skeleton before leaving. Can I do any kind of investigation or perception to glean any? Perception or even arcana or just tell me what you're rolling and I'll tell you what exactly you glean from it. We'll do arcana. I rolled a six plus three is a nine. Uh, it's a skeleton. <laughs> uh, there is no sort of lingering magic within this. Uh, but other than that, there is perhaps wisps of illusory magic sort of dissipating into the air, but that's about it. Hmm. Well, that's information enough, I suppose. And Madame Al will descend the stairs again. As you head back down the stairs, uh, the sort of striations from this orb are no longer visible because, like I said, this place is super dusty uh, at this point. Um, is it still, like, the glowing material? Like, uh, it's... Yes, it is still the smooth stone, but okay. it is just this whole place is just sort of caked in dust like no one's been here for centuries. Mm -hmm. But nothing really seems that much different other than all the dust. And you make it back down to the bottom and pop open the door. Wallace sort of looks up to you and snaps to attention, snaps off a salute, and then climbs back up your dress to on top of your head. As so often she is, I think Madame L is probably in a daze again. Uh, mm -hmm. It seems to be any time there's any kind of, kind of supernatural things, she just can't really handle it. So I think she'll just kind of start to make her way away from the tower and kind of glance back at it. And Once you have stepped forward away from this tower, I'm going to take a little creative control here and say that you look back once you get to the edge of this clearing mm -hmm. and there is nothing there. Mm -hmm. It is just an empty, about 15 foot across clearing. Mm -hmm. And you feel a uh, small rat feet shifting on your head as it seems like Wallace is doing a double take. <laughs> I guess we ought to get used to that. Shall we, shall we go back to camp? Wallace skitters down to your shoulder so you can look at him and I have to stop uh, trying to describe things based off body movements <laughs> and uh, nods at you. And points forward with his spear, aiming towards the orb that is gently bobbing back towards what you assume is the direction of camp. Okay. Yeah, she'll, she'll follow that, that dang old orb then. You uh, make your way through the trees, and it feels like this time it goes a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. Like it's maybe a five-minute walk. Mm -hmm. And you're back to camp, and it is as it was. Everyone's gently sleeping. Uh, Thaddeus, at this point, has curled up on top of Finny's forehead. <laughs> or we'll say he's nestled into one of Finny's horns, just Aww. sort of lounging on it. And Grun is still sleeping. Madame L just kind of keep this to herself and crawl back into the cart and probably just kind of lay there awake, you know? And as you're laying there, this orb 
gently drifts back to in front of your face and sinks into its spot mm. above and between your eyes. And finally, after some consideration and whatnot and just laying there for a bit, your eyes sort of slowly drift closed and then you are awoken by someone shaking you. Grun says, your turn for uh, watch there, partner. Uh, she'll wake with a startle and... Uh, 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 of course, Grun, I'll, I'll wake Finnegan. Thank you. Hey, uh, is that whole third eye thing new or you always had that? What? What? Uh, hold on, let me give me a... You got a hand mirror around here. It's kind of hard to describe. Yeah, she'll she'll dig through one of her chests and, and pull out a hand mirror. And you see that whenever you are in the darkness, you have a small spectral glowing bluish-white third eye. Oh. <laughs> and as you move into the camp light, or the campfire light, uh, it shimmers into almost non-existence. Uh, she'll, she tries to rub it off. Nope. <laughs> it just sort of pops out through your hand at the points where your hand is thinner. Hmm. Uh, well, uh, we're going to have to do something about that. I Yeah, I think you might need to see, like, a magical doctor or something. He, yeah, I I agree. Yeah, a magical barber surgeon or something, get that cut right out of there. <laughs> that can't be good. Madam Al will, will wake Finny for the next watch, then. Yep, go ahead and give me perception checks, if y'all want. How'd you wake me up? Pokes you with the cane. Yeah, she just poke you with the cane. <laughs> Second watch, Finnegan. Watch. Yeah, watch. Watching. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm awake. Hello. Okay. You said perception checks. Yeah. Oh, bad. I just woke up, so <laughs> I guess it's. Uh, I'm a nine. An eleven plus one as a twelve. You don't say anything. Uh, your watch goes fine. You hear, uh, you know, some things cracking out in the woods, the occasional hoot of an owl, that kind of thing. Uh, but, yeah, it's quiet. Nothing approaches, as far as you know. There's now a snake in the camp. Ah! <laughs> Finny um, kisses it on the head. <laughs> mm -hmm. Is Wallace behaving any differently towards me, or? Nope. Okay. Wallace uh, does not seem to acknowledge it. To be fair, Wallace has also gone back to trying to chase Thaddeus around with a spear, so. <laughs> oh, these rats. They just don't know how to get along. Oh, do you mention this to Finny at all or anything? No, probably okay. not. Uh, yeah, it's real fun, isn't it? I mean, Something really fucked up and weird happens. <laughs> I guess. I would say that uh, your gleaming eye fades within about five or ten minutes or so. Okay. Yeah, Madam L would just kind of be uncharacteristically quiet the whole time and mm. Finny just assumes she's grumpy and tired so he doesn't say anything because he doesn't want to get yelled at yeah I guess Wallace could say something if, but I don't know if Madame L even really considers it we don't know for certain if Wallace knows anyway <laughs> uh, there is no connection with Wallace on that one Finny okay someone say perhaps it was a dream sequence <laughs> I think after a while, uh, is seeing as our perception checks uh, kind of went fine and we didn't notice anything. Uh, Madame L would probably. As far as you know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Madame L would probably start to doze off. Just, I mean, just from the stress of 
she doesn't know, receiving a vision or meeting a god or just having a horrible dream. Well, presumably mm-hmm. not having a horrible dream because of the the thing on her forehead. But uh, I think she would she would start to doze off. Okay. Um, and as Madame L sort of gently dozes, I'm going to assume sitting up so it still kind of looks like she's yeah. on watch if anyone checks. Yeah. Uh, Finny, your attention is drawn once again to your two horrible little children uh, <laughs> who are at this point fighting over a piece of the leftover boar, which doesn't make any sense because you know that Wallace can't really eat. Wallace <laughs> does eat. Wallace can't really eat. He likes to pretend. And uh, they're sort of chittering back and forth, and you pick up the gist, which is, this is mine, no, it's mine. Meanwhile, there is still a fair amount of boar, like, left nearby that they could also get, but it seems more like they're fighting because, <laughs> well, one of them has something and the other doesn't. Uh-huh. And as this continues, you sort of feel this tenuous bond you have to both of them start to stretch thin and then it sort of collides back inwards and I I guess this is an important question or just a point of interest is how do you envision your bonds tying them to you? Is it like something almost physical that lies within you or is it just sort of a mental feeling kind of thing? Hmm... I, I suppose it's kind of like a mental feeling, like there's like a space in my mind that they both occupy, mm-hmm. and it can never be turned off. <laughs> As this link sort of intertwines with itself and wrestles, you notice your amulet start to glow slightly, and then there is a bright green flash. Madame L, go ahead and give me a perception check with disadvantage because you're asleep, as can uh, Soren and Grun. That is just a five for me. Grun got a nine, so no. Um, I got a three plus one four. Nope. Not a damn thing. <laughs> but anyway, uh, there is this bright greenish flash. And you see that you are Uh, You, Wallace, and Thaddeus sort of floating in this vast void, and it reminds you of whenever you first sort of interacted with the template and were able to tap into its powers, and you see, once again, all of the cosmos sort of laid out in front of you, and you can see that these different almost planes of existence are sort of intersecting a little bit. Uh, The main difference compared to last time is that floating near you are hundreds of other figures. There is a centaur and uh, an owl folk, a lizard person, uh, what you think is an eladrin. I'm not sure if Finny would know what the difference between an eladrin and an elf, but it is a uh, summer eladrin who has bright blonde hair and sort of has an inner solar radiance, uh, and there is a tall being made solely of plant matter that seems to tower over the rest of them, about 15 foot tall, and the main factor that ties them all together is that, like you, they are wearing the template in some manner. Some have it as an amulet, others have it as the uh, center of a circlet, 
someone's approach. Uh, the plant figure has it incorporated into their body where a heart would be. And as you are sort of taking this all in, uh, Wallace and Thaddeus, who also brought the bit of four meat with them, <laughs> sort of stop fighting and their jaws drop as they sort of take everything in. Uh, and this tall plant figure sort of floats forward towards you and bows down to scoop up your rats before turning to you. Well, hey, Finny's like a little freaked out, but like he also doesn't like other people touching his rats without uh, permission. (laughs) And a small tendril sort of breaks off from the uh, forearm of this figure and holds up like a shh kind of thing and as their entire body like all the leaves on them and whatnot rustles you hear a voice that says Finnegan you are now the bearer of the template Finn as we all were before you template? yes you mean my necklace? please I have things to say oh uh uh, sorry, I, I'm still learning manners. Yes, I can see that. Well, you don't have to be rude about it. <laughs> this is both a curse and a blessing. Whilst the template brings great power, it also brings great danger, as there are many who desire the template. As bearer, you must maintain balance within as well as without. And while you have shown a great affinity for this delicate balance. It seems your manifestations. And as they say this, they sort of lift one hand with Wallace and then the other with Thaddeus. And they continue, are out of whack, as the saying goes. Your vibes are off. <laughs> your little rat guys are more than they seem and they're constantly at war. <laughs> so now, as the great planes of existence themselves tilt and intersect, We must start with the smallest of these conflicts. We must balance these bits of your core before we work on greater things. Let the wisdom of us past bears assist you. Well, okay, like I always try to get them to get along, but it seems like no matter what I do, they just don't. And I don't get it, because I mean, they're really similar, I mean. I mean, look at them. But I guess Wallace is ancient and dead, and Thaddeus, I don't actually know how old he is, but he's full of life. And your two rats look at you and nod, and then Wallace sort of holds up his snout as if like a, hmm, I am better. (laughs) And Thaddeus immediately starts trying to scramble out of this thing's hands to try and get it, Wallace. See? I told you, they just They just don't get along. Yes, yes. There is something from the mortal plane. I believe you call it therapy. Yeah. Perhaps you have have tried just talking to them. Well, I haven't had much time because, well, first we were in the circus and then there was a hag and then, well, I got Thaddeus after the hag and then, well, we had to bring the hag head back and then there was a man trying to kill us in a maze and... (sighs) Time is irrelevant here. Let us begin. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so Thaddeus turns to you and goes, Well, that's my meat. And Wallace is always trying to take my things, and 
I get that he was here first, but I'm the living one. I should get the meat. Well... And Wallace goes, mm, Meat is for me. Give me meat. Well, why can't you guys just share the meat? Well, because it's mine and I need it to grow my big rat muscles and be strong and protect you. Yeah, but Wallace likes to participate. Meat's good. Yeah, he likes the flavor. Mm, like the way it wriggles in my body. Yeah, he <clears throat> likes the wriggling. <laughs> <laughs> Wallace sounds a little, a little too sleazy. <laughs> Wallace is a fucking freak. <laughs> You've made Wallace hey, a freak. Hey, listen, when you're a 250-year-old undead rat, <laughs> you get a little weird. That's true. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's plenty of meat for both of you. And, and, and I think you could share. I really do. Okay, go ahead and give me a persuasion check. Okay. We'll see how this goes. You're both a part of me. And so that means that I love you both equally. But when you fight, it makes me feel sad and weak. And do you want me to feel sad and weak and get hurt? I don't think so. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, 14. I guess that's not that bad. They both stop for a minute, and then the... Uh, tree figure leans forward a little bit like over their heads to near your ear and goes I think it's working the meat defense yes meat defense and then Thaddeus goes well I guess if it's making you sad I've never been second fiddle before but I guess if I consider us like an orchestra yeah not second fiddle. No, 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 no. Imagine that, hmm, how would I say this? There's a big fiddle and it's so heavy. <laughs> you both have to hold it. And if one of you doesn't hold it, then it's going to fall and crush me to death. And they both sort of hold up their little rat hands to their mouth and just sort of seem to be in horror at this idea. And <laughs> The plant figure goes, Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that worked for some reason. And Wallace says, As long as I get to play the drums. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I, Whatever. <laughs> you can have a whole band. But yeah, maybe that's better. That's better. Yeah, we're all in a band together. So good. So cool. Everyone loves us. But if one of us isn't there, we'll get tomatoes thrown at us and booed off stage. And that'll suck real bad. I'll be honest with you, kid. I'm a bit lost here, but... You've never seen a band? I listen through the breeze to the trees and the gentle susurrations of a waterfall when I was alive. Oh. That was my music. Wow. Oh, shit, I gotta tell you about some miss called fucking new metal. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, the Limp Biscuits. We had this where I was from. <laughs> As you maybe seem to have reached an agreement, Thaddeus and Wallace gently drift from this figure's hands and seem to grow in size 
uh, and are lit from within. Thaddeus being made of starlight and the essence of life, whereas Wallace is a confluence of consuming black holes. And this figure looks at them and then says, Now that we have achieved balance, allow me to leave you with this. So too, as the fungi devours our dead, must new shoots be planted to create the very leaves that shroud the mushrooms in comforting darkness. This is the balance we must achieve. The cycle must be unbroken. And the sort of glimmering constellations forming these spectral figures of Thaddeus and Wallace overlay each other and twist together and you break from your trance. Wallace and Thaddeus are sitting in front of you, uh, sharing a piece of meat and a small thimble full of water. Oh my god. And you notice one difference is that a long cloak of mycelium is now sprouting from your shoulders. Oh. Drifting down and around you. Finny starts crying at the sight of them sharing meat together. Oh my god. I never thought this would happen. This is so beautiful. Oh, wow. Oh, and then they each run and grab a bigger hunk of meat and drag it back to in front of you and then grab a slightly bigger flask of water and drag it over. Wow. We are truly like a band. Yeah. This is what a real band is. Sharing meat and water. Yep. That's a band, all right. <laughs> um, I inspect the cloak on me. Uh, it is living mycelium. Wow. Wow. I sniff it, and I go, Mmm, smells like home. Uh, this is also obviously to represent you. You picked up the Fey Touch feet, didn't you? I did. Yes. So this is a further connection to uh, your existence as a natural being of the fan. I'm getting real weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to look at Madam Owl, who I think is awake still because mm-hmm. she had fooled me. Uh, and go, Madam! Madam! <laughs> oh, uh, uh, y- yes, Finnegan? Look at them! Isn't it beautiful? Huh. Well, just earlier they were chasing each other around, hmm? We did therapy, and now we're a band. Oh. We're gonna play one giant fiddle. Oh, okay, Finnegan. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like my new cloak? I got it from the power of love. I feel like it's like on my cloak that I already have, but it's like yes. growing through the fibers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've uh, been personalizing the, the 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 cloak I gave you. That's that's very that's very cute, Finnegan. Thank you. I'd say I'm pretty good at fashion designing. (laughs) (laughs) Wallace and Thaddeus nod in agreement. They then grab some leaves and fashion their own tiny cloaks. Oh, yeah. This is going to be sick. Well, it it looks about time that we we wake up Mr. Soren so he can take watch, hmm? Oh, yeah. I'm ready for bed. Okay, yeah. Your guys' watch goes smoothly, and then one of you gets Soren up, presumably. Uh, I'll go over. I'll go over to Soren. And I'll just start, like, 
kind of blowing air onto his face, like. <laughs> oh my God, what is it? Well, I didn't want to touch you because anytime I touch you, you get the knives out. So I thought maybe blowing on your face would be safer. A, st a startling, but yes, fair. Uh, is it time uh, for my watch? Yes. Uh, yes, um, thank you, Finnegan. You were right, Finnegan. He, he didn't get the knives out this time. I, I didn't think he would if I just, like, I don't know, blew on his face. I don't know. Y yes, uh, uh, let me, um, give me just a moment to uh, compose myself, and I will be um, prepared for watch. Finny collapses and falls asleep immediately. Yeah, Madame L <laughs> crawls back into the cart. Yeah, I'm just going to put all my knives back where they belong and mm -hmm. uh, assemble my crossbow and sit with it on my lap. All right, Soren, give me a perception check. I don't want to. <laughs> I got a seven plus one. Um, eight total. An eight total? Lower uh, than your passive. Yes. Yeah, I mean, typically washes go off passive anyway, unless you say actively that I'm trying to perceive at all times. Uh, but it's more fun to have you guys roll some dice sometimes. Um, uh, yeah, no, you're fine. You don't notice anything. <laughs> what? You don't notice the things. That's so ominous. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm just gonna, um, sit there kind of, I mean, I do everything nervously, but like sit there, try to stay still, not make too much noise and just kind of watching everybody sleep. Not in, mm. that sounds fucking weird. Not like that though. <laughs> just like. Not in a creepy way, though. Sorry, I should clarify. Uh, you do notice something. Uh, you feel a light wriggling around your big toe in your left boot. Oh, oh, no. Okay. I take out one of my knives. Mm-hmm. And do I feel any pain? Nope. Okay. Um, I slowly begin extracting my foot from the boot. Mm-hmm. Um... Is there anything on my foot? You see a long black, slightly like oil slick iridescent hair is wrapped around your big toe. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You want to give me an arcana check and yeah. or a uh, simple intelligence check? Okay. Well, I didn't do very good. So, I mean, it would be exactly the same for my arcana and my intelligence. It's a nine. Well, correct, but... It each is to one is for arcana the other is a remembrance okay uh well the first one is for a the nine. arcana yeah arcana. and the second one is a 15 uh it looks like one of the night hags hairs oh no oh no um uh that's in character by the way mm -hmm. <laughs> um can i cut it off do I know what will happen if I try to cut it off? Nope, but you can certainly try. I'm like, I feel like I'm like kind of paralyzed. Like, like when you get your finger like jammed in a door or something and you like just stand there because you can't move. Because <laughs> you don't mm -hmm. know what to do. Because if you move, it hurts. <laughs> oh, fuck. Am I going to cut off my fucking toe? Um, <laughs> that seems um, drastic. Okay, Soren. Um, breathing. Um, I will say it's not moving currently. It's just a hair. Yeah. What happens if I, I'm going to touch it with the point of my knife? If you just touch it with the point of your knife, 
Yeah. Nothing. Okay, can I try to cut it off? Sure. Okay, what do I do? Why don't you go ahead and roll... Let's call it a dexterity. Okay. All right. Uh, 15 plus 3, 18. Good news. You realize that in trying to cut it off, you should probably slip your blade under it flat and then turn it slightly and try and cut at an angle instead of just trying to cut and accidentally cutting your toe. Yeah. Uh, The bad news is as soon as you uh, slip that dagger under it, it starts writhing and one in, uh, like a cobra, raises into the air and strikes right between your toes and you feel something warming. And your foot feels like it's uh, a flame as this hair unwinds itself and disappears. Foot horror is the worst kind of body horror. <laughs> Wait, goes into his foot? Mm-hmm. And you can feel it traveling up your leg. Hey, go ahead and roll me a wisdom saving throw, please. Okay, I'm trying to wake up Groon. <laughs> wisdom save? Oh, fuck. Now I got a four plus three, seven... I'm trying to wake up Groon. You hear a cackle echo through your head as your scalp starts to feel like it's a flame, and you see that your nails are growing into claws, and immediately you are no longer in control of your body. Oh, no. I can't. Can I talk? Nope. Okay, did Groon wake up when I tried to wake him up? I'm going to grow Groon's perception. Okay, I wasn't being very loud because I didn't nope. want to wake everybody he else up. He has disadvantage. Oh, no, he got a three on the die, bud. No! He got a three on the die. He certainly did not hear you. Because okay. he only gets a six. Um, And you slowly get up and start to creep your way towards Finny. Oh, no. No, I can't do anything, can I? And please do not kill me. <laughs> as you slowly crouch down and you're, you see your clawed hands reach forward towards Finny's amulet, mm-hmm. you feel a very violent thump in your chest, mm-hmm. and it feels like ice flows through your veins. And you feel what seems to be some sort of drool at the corner of your mouth. And you go to wipe it, and it is black blood. And then your vision clouds up momentarily. Uh Uh-huh. And through your left eye and ear, you see everything is normal. You are crouched over Benny's sleeping body. And through your right eye and ear, you you see slash hear a different scene. Uh, This eye has vision that is tinged at the edges with some sort of violet flame. Mm -hmm. And you see a dark cave that is flickering with guttering candles that produce a light greenish flame. And you feel your right hand reach forward, but it is skeletal. And you see that this hand is reaching towards a ancient diagram that is spread out on what seems to be very old vellum that is sort of cracked at the edges that Mm -hmm. is spread across a stone pedestal. And why don't you go ahead and give me an arcana check? Okay. I'm my beautiful new dice are rolling like hot shit. I got a fourteen. Uh, you know it is clearly some sort of magical diagram. Mm-hmm. You can't 
quite garner what it is supposed to be of, but you do see a a small sketch of what seems to be a gemstone of some sort. Yeah. That looks remarkably similar to Finney's necklace. And Mm. this hand that is not yours slowly strokes the diagram and whispers, So, that is the key. And a second hand joins the first and passes through a couple different sort of arcane hands movements, drawing sort of sigils around this diagram that then spread outward and break what seems to be a protective magical circle. Mm -hmm. And then it rolls it up. And then your right eye's vision skews as it flicks upward to show a tall skeleton wearing ancient uh, blued sort of gothic plate. Now, when Mm -hmm. I say blued, do you... Yes, yes. I know. Blued, blued, blued steel. Yes. Yes. Uh, With a bat-winged helm, and its eyes are glowing pinpricks of green light. And this figure's jaw clacks open and sort of shuts, and you hear a, What are your orders, Eternal Emperor? And then your vision clears. Do, do I have control over my body? Yes, you do. Okay, I immediately, like, scurry back from from Finny, probably mm-hmm. falling over. Um, uh, uh, can I look at my hands? Do my hands look normal? Uh, your fingernails have extended into claws. Okay. Um. Finny turns uh, in his sleep and goes, Hmm. Ah. Oh, friends. Yeah. um can i try to um can i try to cut the fingernails off what happens if i cut it the whole fingernail or are you just trying to trim them Uh, i mean as much of it as i can get off i mean if you're just trying to cut them down to where they were before yeah you don't have a problem if you're trying to cut off the fingernail, we get into some other roles i don't recommend that as someone who has had that happen But yeah, you're able to take your dagger and, you know, just sort of do a quick slice up from the side and then around. Okay, um, can I try to wake up Groon? Sure. Um, Groon? 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 Do you shake him awake? Uh, uh, can I, yeah, can I try to shake him awake? Yeah. You shake him How loud is the sword being? Um, he's, uh, freaking the fuck out, so about as loud as someone who's freaking out Can is. I do a sleeping perception check? <laughs> you certainly can. You do it with disadvantage, because you're asleep. Okay. You both can. Okay. Oh, well, I rolled a one. Uh- <laughs> okay. I got a 17 plus one. That was with disadvantage? Oh, no. A 16 plus one. 17. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, Madame L, you immediately wake up. Is Grun waking up? Uh, Grun is waking up because you're shaking him awake. Okay. Hey, whoa. Madame L would probably hang back in the cart, by the way, and just kind of sneakily watch. Mm Mm-hmm. One thing you notice immediately, Madame L, is that Soren's hair is now about down to his mid-back. Damn. Yes. Grun sort of cracks an eye open and looks at you, Soren, and goes, So is uh, everyone getting a fancy kind of eye thing? Tonight, or 
What? That just... <laughs> Hold on, let me get the mirror again. No, I don't want it. Grun, Grun <laughs> okay. I need you to check something for me, okay? Yeah, sure. Okay, can you check? Okay, please. And I need you... Shh, we're being quiet. Okay, can I trust you to not tell anyone about this? Yep. Okay, um, so I have, like, one boot on and one boot off. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I imagine I have, like, leaves all over me because I was basically fell backwards and I'm trying to like mm-hmm. trying to scurry away from Vinny um, and I guess I, I take a hand and try to wipe the rest of the blood off of my m- mouth yeah I was and... gonna ask about that but I think that's normal for you right um later um yeah all right. okay look at my foot okay Soren I'm not <laughs> 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 yeah all right all right sure yeah he looks at your foot so it's a foot. Uh, you have. Oh, that's a cute little tattoo. When'd you get that done? What? Yeah. No, the, there's a, uh, yeah, the little bat wing back on your heel here. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Are you awake? Anyway, I, something crawled yes, into my foot. Okay, something crawled into my foot, and I need to know if you can see it. No, it looks like a foot to me. You're bleeding a little bit between your toes, but. Once again, oh. I am unclear if that is normal for you or not. Oh, I, no, I hate okay. toe blood. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> toe blood. It's okay. <laughs> hey, listen, this episode's for all the foot freaks out there. Now, let me tell you about how smooth Soren's feet are. <laughs> are they real soft? Is that good for you? I really don't know. Yeah, please I do not know. educate me on this. I want to know how long his toenails are. <laughs> No, he keeps his toenails trimmed. Okay. Now, exactly how hairy or not hairy are Soren's feet? <laughs> <laughs> Madame Elle's watching this, and uh, she feels strange and, and, and doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, so there's, so, wait, Grun, there's, so there's nothing, there's nothing, um, check my, check my leg, okay? Check my leg, okay? Uh, sure. There's nothing moving, is there? Nope, just normal muscles. Okay, okay, um, um. I mean, do you think you have a parasite, or are your humors all out of whack, or? I don't know, Kroon. I was probably, you know what, you know what? <clears throat> Something probably bit me. Oh, of co- okay. Oh, I'm so, I'm sorry, Kroon. Um, something probably bit me. It's, um, it's fine. There's a, um, a, a centipede, um, you know, that, um, what's the name of a, uh, a, a potentially dangerous creature I might know of that's native to Nithraxel? A grave centipede. A grave centipede. Yeah, there's plenty of those around, we'll say. Oh, oh, it, um, I'm just, it's, Grun, I think I'm just hallucinating. Um, so I, I was, um. Well, okay, but I haven't been bitten and your hair was never that long before, right? Like, did you just have it put up in some sort of fancy way, or because... The poison does that, I think. Um, I really don't know about that one, Soren. (laughs) I don't don't know that much about poisons, other than they don't work very well on us dwarves, but... Okay, well, Grun, who's who's the expert here? I don't Hmm? think I... Soren... You really should ask the kid about this one. I feel like they know more about poisons than either of us. You said you wouldn't tell anyone, okay? I said I wouldn't. I'm just recommending. No, it's fine. <laughs> I just, I think it's 
It's fine. It's poison. I was hallucinating from the poison. It's fine. It's just poison. I also don't think I'm hallucinating the the eye thing, but okay. I, um, I don't think I know what you're talking about. Well, you refuse the mirror. Would you like to have a look in the mirror? No, I think I'm fine and look normal. <laughs> yep, you know what, Soren, you're right. I think you're just fine. It's a little grave centipede hallucination. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and stay up too, okay? I'll sleep while we're on the road. It'll be okay. Uh, that would be good. Th- uh, thank, uh, thank you, um, Grun. And remember, it was the centipede, <laughs> remember? I do. <clears throat> Yep, it's the Grave Centipede, and I'm also hallucinating from it because it's a breathable poison that emanates from the bodies of those who have been I poisoned. I would like... Uh, yes, <laughs> as certainly. An, as an onlooker, I really want to know what Groot is talking about, about the the eye thing. Can Mad Mel see this? <gasps> I do, too. Uh, yeah, you see that um, in the flickering firelight that there are violet striations in uh, Soren's right eye. Mm. That were not there previously, breaking up the typically. Do we say his eyes are yellow? Yeah, they're like a pretty gold color, like the yeah. vampires from Twilight. You know. Yeah. It's a pretty color. I'm not gonna lie. No, it's beautiful. It looks like, uh, yeah, just sort of like blood vessels within the eye are now purple. <laughs> okay, so since Grun's up up now, um, I'm gonna, I'm um, I'm gonna go um. Check on the poison. I'll be back. Sure, Soren. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check my leg. I'm gonna check my other leg. I'm doing a full body scope. What the fuck's going on? Your legs are fine, other than you do notice that you now have a small bat wing on each of your heels, which is new. Not a physical bat wing, but like a tattoo. Um, and does you it just do- look like a? Is it just like a regular tattoo ass tattoo? Uh, no, it, it glimmers in the way that your spell tattoos do. Mm. Um, and then you sort of have a look-see at the rest of you, rolling up sleeves and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and you notice that your tattoos are writhing, uh, like sort of altering in shape and form a bit. Mm. Can I feel it? No, I mean, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're just wiggling. Yeah, it's not that worrying. They seem to be becoming more complex at points and then more simplified and then almost like splitting in a mitosis sort of way. I'm certainly using that word correctly. You did. Yes. Oh, hey, cool. Good on me. <laughs> nice. My one biology word. Yeah. And the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, your hair is quite long now and you still have, I would say at this point, nine remaining claws. You have trimmed one down to a normal okay. just Um I'm going to cut the rest of them off. Sure. Um, and I'm also going to um, uh, cut my hair. Okie dokie. I'm just kind of like hacking at it. Mm, that'll get you a good haircut. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, I'm going to grab a blanket and curl up into a ball. <laughs> That's how Soren will be spending the rest of the evening. Hey there, uh, Soren, you you need anything, or are you just gonna <laughs> ride that trip out? I'm good. You want a little whiskey to kind of chill you a bit, or? Sure. Mm, why not, Grun? Thank you. There you go, catch. 
and he tosses a flask at you. <laughs> I would say that Soren is competent enough to catch a flask without needing to roll for it, but... Yeah, I guess I'll try to catch it. Especially weird, weird night hag Soren. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. shush. I'm, no, it's poison. <laughs> it's poison. It's grave centipede poison. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fine tomorrow. Yeah, you catch it. It's some fine whiskey. Uh, and I'm holding the flask of whiskey in one hand, and I'm going to go over to my pack with my belongings in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to reach in and pull out a very brightly colored scarf that's kind of tucked away in the bottom. And there's a, a little portrait in the bottom of it, too. And I'm going to just kind of take that and hold it and sit by the fire with Groon. And what is this portrait of? It's my family. Would you like to describe your family? Um, I don't know, because I, I'm not showing it to anyone. I'm just kind of like... Okay, that's a just for you thing, man. Chekhov's portrait. <laughs> as as you were sitting there, uh, looking over your portrait of your family, Soren, and sipping on this whiskey, and finally sort of wearing down from your horrible anxiety attack as your body just sort of freaked out and did some cool new things, you are holding this portrait and just sort of gently rubbing the edge of it a spot that is quite careworn at this point. And as you finally lay down and are just about to drift off to sleep, you see your newly trimmed thumbnail grow just a little bit longer. And then you fall asleep. Welcome back to the end of the episode. Yo, howdy. <laughs> to, to continue our new ritual tradition, we are going to join hands and shout out the names of our dark acolytes. Whoa. So thank you, Michael F.H., Elise W., Devin L., Angie T., and Carol Weems. May the dark secrets visit you in your slumber. Wow. That was a really good ritual. Yeah. Yeah. Turned out good. Good job, guys. Solid ritual. Uh, And of course, we never date our episodes here at Oops All Necromancers. (laughs) So when I say that we have a bunch of new dice up Mm -hmm on our website mm-hmm. and yeah. they would be perfect for the holidays I don't just mean for the winter holidays I mean for the spring holidays mm-hmm. and the summer holidays mm-hmm. they're ready for you now yeah every holiday is a holiday for dice and also those forbidden secret holidays Mm-hmm. You know the ones. Gain access to the Forbidden Secret Holidays by supporting us on Patreon. That's when you'll know. Wink. Anyways, yeah, Patreon. Uh, support us, bit.ly slash allnecromancers. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we're just pushing our Patreon really uh, hard this month because... I don't know. We we need the support. We really like doing this. It's a wonderful experience to be able to tell our story for you. Yes. But also, uh, money, please. Thank you. Money, please. <laughs> money, please. <laughs> experience and exposure does not pay the bills. <laughs> Check, please. <laughs> 
But of course, if you do not have the means to support us, that's okay too. You can tell your friends about the podcast. That means a lot to us. Also, rate and review us. That's another free way to support us. So we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.